night in Buffalo. Woohoo! Five to two. Big W for the boys beating up on those Sabres. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I'm there too, believe me. No matter what it is that they do, no matter how they win games, early on it was just overtime and shootouts and now they've started winning them in regulation and now they kind of look eh, against the worst team you've ever seen. It still just doesn't feel like it's good enough. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates if you're into football slash baseball. The Penguins are in Buffalo for one more game. That'll be tomorrow. And then they come home for back-to-backers Monday and Tuesday against the Bruins, which if you were the head coach of the Penguins, you'd never, ever be able to discuss right now because there's still another game to be played up at Key Bank Center. But I'm pretty comfortable throwing it out there that those two games against Boston are going to be critical. Is critical too strong a word? Pivotal? How about let's go with pivotal. Pivotal toward this team making the playoffs. If you look where the Bruins are, uh, they're right there in that same range. The Penguins are in third place. The Bruins are right behind them in fourth. The Flyers are starting to slide back a little bit because they can't get any goaltending to save their lives. So you can start building in some cushion, you know? The Penguins have a whole truckload of Sabres and Devils to deal with here for a while, but they've got those two games against the Bruins. And you know what? Mark my words, the Penguins could win both of those games. And we're still going to feel the same way. I know I will. Unless something is seen where you say, whoa, now that's different. That looked a lot better. That looked like a team that's got an identity, that's got it all together, that's getting the puck to the net, that's protecting the middle of the rink or penetrating the middle of the rink, depending on which end you're operating. And I don't see it yet. I don't want to be the guy that dumps on the team that's won 11 out of its last 15 games, that's won four in a row, that won the majority of the games in that stretch against the toughest teams or some of the toughest teams in this division. A whole lot of Capitals, Islanders, and Flyers in that batch. These Penguins have done what's been asked of them. But it still doesn't feel like it's been more than that, you know? Why is that? Am I wrong? I'm open to being wrong, believe me. I'd actually welcome being wrong on this count. I look at this roster, and I want to say, well, you're not getting enough from the Stars. But then you look at the stats, and, you know, the leading scorer on the team is Sidney Crosby, and the leading scorer on the team over the last two, three weeks has been Evgeny Malkin. And a guy that's popping in more goals now is Jake Gensel. These are the expected lead participants. The defenseman who's led the way has been Chris Letang. 
The goaltender who has stepped up has been Tristan Jari. So all of these things are there. Am I spoiled or unduly influenced by 35 years of the Penguins having someone in the Art Ross race? Is that it? Is it that when I look at the NHL's top 10, top 20 scorers that I don't see Crosby, Malkin, or for that matter, Lemieux, Yager, Kovalev, whoever, you know, Francis. Maybe that's it. Maybe we're so used to the Penguins being some offensive thing that it doesn't feel real that they just come away with results. Or maybe it's that they look like two different teams depending on which line is on the ice. Maybe that's it. I'm not ruling that one out. I'm not ruling that one out. When I see the first line... Eh, this isn't the right day to praise the first line. They, they didn't look all that great last night. But the top six, in general, when I see those guys go out there, and for that matter, of late, the Teddy Bluger line has gotten back to being productive in the points department. And then I see that fourth line go out there, Mark Jankowski and Anthony Angelo and Colton Sevier, and yes, they were the Penguins' best line last night, and throw that right out the window because it's the Sabres and I don't care. But you don't get that sense that there's some common thing, that there's a thread that runs through this team, that there's an identity. And maybe in that regard, I'm spoiled by the still vivid memories of how the 2016 and 2017 championship teams operated, where they were all about puck possession, puck pursuit, win the puck, get it to the net, shot, 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 shot. When in doubt, shoot some more. This team's got almost none of that to it. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it no longer has that roster. Maybe the stars themselves aren't capable of leading an attack like that. So maybe that's unfair. And maybe this way is the way that they should be winning. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes their socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable, hypoallergenic, warmer than wool. This is the time of year for Warrior Alpaca Socks. When you go to their website, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK to get 15% off your first order. One more time, warrioralpacasocks.com, use the code DK, just for our podcast listeners. If I sound wishy-washy or like I'm wavering or I'm all over the place here on this, there's a reason for it. This is how I feel when I watch this edition of the Penguins compete, including when they win including the couple of occasions they've played when they've won decisively, when they've commanded the game. Why is that? Why is that? Here, this, this was Evgeny Malkin's assessment last night to reporters in Buffalo about where the Penguins are as far as contender status goes. Uh, I think more confidence right now. When you win like a couple of straight games, you know, you have like more confidence. And like, yeah, we're feeling more like uh, 
we work together like and uh goalie i mean like uh jerry play unbelievable like last like four games too like and he's like save it like tonight last game like and uh he's amazing and like he's like i think best player right now in the team and like we try like help him and uh power plates work right now too you know it's like uh it's everything it's come back look i don't expect the penguins to be those championship teams, and I don't expect the Penguins to all of a sudden produce Art Ross uh, contenders. Th- that's not going to happen either. You're not going to see somebody go flying up the rankings. You're not going to see one of the stars get solar hot the way we've seen in the past. And, and I don't think you're even going to see that from Sid and or Gino. I just don't know that. Yeah, I hate saying that. But you know what I wanted to say there, right? Okay. I don't know that they're they're those players anymore. I don't know that. I, again, would love to be wrong. So maybe this is it. Maybe the way to look at this roster, to look at this team's existing successes, the way they've won games to this point, and just accept, you know, this is, this is okay. I mean, these are W's. If everyone is correct in having forecast that the East Division would be the very best in hockey, and everyone is still correct when they continue to say that the East Division is the best in hockey, and the Penguins are beating all of these teams, then maybe it's just not so bad, and maybe they can get out of the division, meaning in playoffs. But then what? They can beat anybody in this division. They've proven that. They can even beat Boston in a playoff series. I don't think it'd be easy, and I would definitely categorize it as an upset. But it can be done. Here's the catch, though. Let's say you beat, I don't know, however this breaks down. You beat the Islanders first, then you beat Boston. You know who you're facing next, right? Yeah bolts and if it's not the bolts it's going to be the panthers who are just flying high but i really think it's going to be tampa bay which is still the deepest most relentless roster in the league with the way they come at you wave after wave after wave and by the way of a similar style and deeply embedded identity they know exactly who they are and what they want to be and then after that, to, to beat somebody from the West? Um, no. No, I'm not feeling it. I also don't have solutions here. I, I, don't, I don't know what the hammer is that you could put down if you're this team. Because when you think about it, the stuff that's missing from these Penguins, whatever that happens to be, and it's easy to point to the fourth line. It, it, to me, it's almost a little bit lazy. Yeah, Mark Jankowski's not very good at ice hockey, so he can be upgraded. Big whoop. I mean, when Jason Zucker's healthy, you can drop Evan Rodriguez to that fourth line, and and there you go. Jankowski's out. That's not a, a, a solution for the top six being inconsistent. That's not a solution for whatever it was that went wrong with Tristan Jari earlier in the season. It's not a solution for the defense occasionally, uh, all too often, breaking down, particularly in front of its own net. This isn't easy. This I don't envy Ron Hextall 
or Brian Burke and the decisions that they have to make this season. Because the right thing to do for this franchise is to not mortgage any more of the future. The right thing to do is to try in some kind of way to support this team if it shows that it deserves it, and to date it very much has shown that. But you can't, you just can't be parting with draft picks anymore, high draft picks. And you know what? You don't have any more prospects to give away. So there's that too. Oh, also, no cap space. So maybe I just kind of talked myself into why I get kind of uneasy about this team, even when all they do is win. When we come back, just one question. back time for just one question if you'd like to leave one you can do that by visiting dk pittsburgh sports find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments this segment of daily shot is brought to you always by the good people at the greater pittsburgh community food bank they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need in western pennsylvania they're here for you when you need them go to pittsburghfoodbank.org slash get help to find food near you Today's Just One Question comes from PJ, who says, DK, here's my submission for Just One Question. Is it me, or does Latang seem more mature? His answers lately seem to be much more reflective and insightful. Um, it, it's just you. He's been the super serious dude from the day he was drafted. Uh, he'll tackle any topic. He won't turn away from it. Uh, he does not like being asked when he, he has had a bad performance. I don't know of many athletes who do. And he'll cringe and maybe deflect a little bit on that. And I've seen him show the occasional snarl when this occurs. But for the most part, no, for the overwhelming part, he is exactly the guy you want speaking for the team in tough situations. I think he's better at it even than Gino. Gino will be way more likely to give you the headline that you're looking for when the team's lost four in a row because he'll be really self-deprecating and tough on himself and tough on the team and everything else, and it makes for more of an attention grabber. But Latang is a lot more likely to be completely honest about what's actually happening, meaning he won't just take the lazy hockey explanation route of we didn't play hard enough we didn't try hard enough we weren't focused enough or we weren't prepared for the way they came out I, I hate those things it's the only sport by the way hockey where everyone is really comfortable discussing a lack of effort it's one of the strangest strangest things about the hockey culture yeah we just didn't try as hard as the other guys I mean you just don't hear that in any other sport it's usually not about that sometimes it is Sometimes it is. It's usually about something that's 
actually a little more unsightly underneath the hood. It'll be about a lack of communication. It'll be about uh, a lack of application of a system. It'll be about the lack of a system, you know, to apply. Um, It'll be about something that the other team did strategically that your side didn't adjust to or couldn't adjust to. Latang, with the microphones on, is still a pretty good bet to give you a straight answer to that. Not he, not the strategy stuff. Nobody rolls their coach under the bus. But with the microphones off, and again, he's not going to roll the coach under the bus with the microphones off either, but he will tell you, hey, this is actually what happened. Uh, we tried this and this and this, but Dallas did this, and we just didn't have an answer for it. Something like that. You'll get that from him. And I've always appreciated that. I've always respected that. And i got to say, since it doesn't seem to come up anywhere else, that Chris Letang has had a pretty darn good season so far. When we talk about the core, we talk about Sid and Gino and where they are, and I mentioned some of that in the opening segment, and the no Art Ross things or whatever. Well, Latang's not exactly in the Norris race himself. But he's been pretty good, particularly over the last, I'd say, two, three weeks. And even more so in the four games since his partner Brian Dumoulin's been back. Just so much normalizes with him and his game when he's got eight to his left he thinks less, you know, uh, and he'll actually use that term. He, he's not out there uh, thinking of seven different things, seven different options that he's got when he's holding the puck back in his own end. He's just thinking of one or two, and he'll execute those. And he does it quickly, and he does it without hesitation. When he gets in trouble, it's when he hesitates. I think we've all seen that on the ice. Off the ice, no, he has not. He has not changed. He has not matured, to use your exact word. He has always been mature. He's always been the grown-up in the room in so, so, so many ways. Thanks for the question. Thanks to everybody for listening to this show, uh, not just today, not just this week, but for a while now. Our numbers just keep growing. Um, I'm proud of that. I'm happy with it. Uh, But more than anything else, I, I feel like... I got to try even harder, you know? (laughs) The more people are paying attention to it, the more I have to put into it, and I promise you I'm going to keep doing it. Thank you. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career-ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. 
safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.